Welcome to this special extra to episode 55 with Mike Salvaris continuing his ministerial and cross-departmental presentation. We pick up with Mike as he moves from his authoritative global overview on the growing movement beyond GDP to the nature and status of the proposal being made for a Western Australian Development Index. A reminder that a wonderful ebook of this presentation was also published last week. So while you don't need to, if you would like to follow the visuals as you listen, you'll find the link to a free download of the book in the show notes. Here's Mike. Now I want to finish with what we're proposing in Western Australia. We have got to the point now, after about five years of development and a two-year pilot project, where we need a major partner. And we've come to the conclusion, Fiona was very direct and forthright in her usual way this morning in saying, we're not likely to get much joy out of the federal government. State governments are in a position, especially working with local governments, to try the stuff out. And we hope and believe that Western Australia might be persuaded, if not in the next six months, maybe in the next five years. So we're arguing that this is a model that you should look at. There's plenty of uh, if you want reassurance and you're the usual nervous politician type, take a look at what's happening in these other countries. Invite them here. We're suggesting that we have a conference next next year to bring out Jacinda Ardern and Nicola Sturgeon uh, from New Zealand and uh, Scotland. Take a look at what's happening. So our argument is self-interested in our part. We need a partner. We want this project to keep going forward and we, we want a state partner. If we did that, we don't want to come in, I mean, we're Melbourne-based and we know you people are worried about people from the East, but no, I'm a West Australian myself, sorry. We're not saying in any way that this is something, you know, where you get these people coming in telling you what to do. What we're saying is you've got a lot of things happening here and we had a lot of discussion about that this morning, whether it's what's being done with the Premier's Our Priorities or Measuring Outcomes or the WA Lottery's uh, Wellbeing Index and so on. There's lots of things happening. And what we're saying is this could be a model that is a kind of an umbrella that we fit these things in. But as I say, it has to be a West Australian project owned by West Australians. We can help. We want to help. And you'll have other partners uh, from the OECD group. And we've already discussed the possibility of that. I actually spoke at the conference I was telling you about before. The Scottish woman gave a fantastic presentation. And uh, I went up to her and said that was fantastic. And, and I said, I've been talking to some people in Western Australia about doing something similar if they're interested. Do you think the government would like to sort of work with an Australian state government? And she said, yes, absolutely. So that's the kind of spirit that there is around this movement. They would love to do that. And I think so would Wales. I don't know if you're aware. In fact, I don't think this report was released until uh, very recently by Lottery West. But Lottery West was doing work on developing a wellbeing index, which was designed to initially to help them make decisions. You know how much money they have, don't you? 260 million a year to give away. In my terms, that's a lot of money. And it's all committed to community wellbeing in Western Australia, which makes it the biggest single philanthropic trust in Australia. And it can do many good things. It can do things from, you know, the local scout group to any kind of local facilities and communities, and it can do big things. So what we're hoping is that it might be possible to think of this project as a big thing that could be done with a group of partners. And in the report, it actually says that the next step should be 
thinking about accelerating the development of these pilot projects, including with us and WACOS, and also getting the government to think about the way in which the government should synthesize approaches to wellbeing measurement. Now, it was interesting to me this morning that many people uh, gave examples of things that they were doing, which were great things, but there wasn't very much coming together. You know, we've got a model which is terrific, and it may well be, and we measure this particular thing, and we've, another group has got another model, and so on. So the idea is to try and create an umbrella under which all of these things could happen, but with a larger framework around the question, what kind of Western Australia do we want? How do we get the community involved in that? How do we translate it into concrete goals and outcomes? It's not enough to say we want a fair Western Australia. What does that mean? Unless you translate it into a series of outcomes that you want to achieve and you measure it, you measure it regularly and you have a target. That's the last bit because it's no good saying we want to fix a problem if you don't know what the target is. And I use the example this morning of child poverty. Child poverty in Australia is at a disgracefully high rate, around 13%. Some would say as high as 17%. Now, if we had a campaign and we reduced child poverty over two years to 12%, I know people that would say, aren't we fantastic? How good is that? Child poverty reduced it, but it's it's disgraceful at 12% because we didn't set a target and the target we should set is at least the best practice in a country like ours and that happens to be Denmark where child poverty is at 5%. Only 5% of people live in poverty with children, in, in, in families with children. That is a possible target and it's you can identify targets in a whole lot of other areas. Coming to the end of this and our conclusions, if this project were to go ahead with the partners we've mentioned, what would it look like for Western Australia to have, if you like, a best practice Western Australian Development Index, which was built in in the ways I've suggested? Firstly, there would be extensive community engagement across the state on the key issues like priorities and values and outcomes. Secondly, it would be developed in Western Australia, but with international partners. Thirdly, it would measure progress in Western Australia comprehensively. The domains might be exactly the same as the ones we've identified or the OECD. But what we would try to do is create a comprehensive picture of life in Western Australia in the areas that matter. The environment, the society, the culture and so on. All of those things are part of the bigger picture. We would measure both the capital and the current accounts these are all of the attributes of what I would call a best practice model. You measure current well-being and you measure the future capital that creates well-being for the future generations. You have targets in each domain. I know that's hard. Politicians don't like targets. But it doesn't make any sense to talk about progress unless you know what you're progressing towards. You have to have a destination, even if it's a hard one. You have to be able to say, this is what we're trying to achieve. And the only honest appraisal of whether you're making progress is against that target. We want to be able to use, and this is some of the, the best models do this, we want to be able to look at all of the domains and say, as a whole, how fair is this state? And we can do that if we can track equity in not just, say, areas like poverty or justice, but across the environment, the different impacts of environmental degre degradation are based on income as much as other things. So 
That's one of the attributes that we think a best practice model can work. What we want to do, and this is Andy's idea, and no one else does it, but you could, is to, instead of having an annual report, like, you know, the GDP comes out, as you know, quarterly, and there's a big fuss at the time, and journalists write articles about every aspect of it. Gets a pretty good go, really, when you think about it, four times a year. So we thought about that, and we thought, well, if we produce an index of well-being for Western Australia or for Australia, comes out once a year, there's a bit of a ho-hum factor, really. You know, there'll be a story or two. Oh, Australia's not doing so well. Progress is going down. And then people will go back to, the, you know, the footy. So what we thought was, if we've got 12 domains of progress, like health and education and harder areas like community, social cohesion, justice and so on, we'll produce an index each year, but in a different month. So we'll release the index of health in January and the index of justice in February. So what we're doing is creating a rolling, continuous debate about the, the kind of progress we're making in the well-being of society. Now, that's something that can be done. It's just a matter of intelligent spacing and timing. And then we have an aggregate index, which combines them all together. Quite a difficult statistical task, but by no means impossible. And what you get is the best of both worlds. You get an index saying progress has gone up or down by X percent. And as I showed you in the Canadian example, if you want to know what caused it, you break it up into these areas. Education's gone down. And within education, you can go even deeper than that, there are, say, 12 key outcomes in education. Six of them have, have gone down for these reasons. So it's a very powerful public policy tool and a public education tool. And that's the kind of thing that I would love to see happening here. I was rash enough to suggest this morning a number of possible partners, and most of them were sitting around the table. If you think about it in terms of the kinds of organisations that need to make this thing work, it's obviously not a government project per se. Governments have got an important role in it, but it's got to have community and NGO stakeholders. It's got to have indigenous representatives. It's got to have local government. And in many ways, local government is the, the key vector or platform to carry this program throughout the state and throughout the nation. Local governments are uniquely placed to do that. It needs a media partner. It needs a philanthropist and perhaps several, because I'm talking five or six million, and our national project has is working with Ernst & Young at the moment to develop a, a five-year plan, and the costings are coming out on the wrong side of $18 million. Well, the right side if you want to do it. And we're hoping that we'll get a proportionately smaller, but nonetheless adequate amount budget to do something in Western Australia with that kind of philanthropic support. And of course, we'd want to be partners as well. We think it could be done in five years, there's a lot of knowledge out there which isn't, which wasn't out there 10 years ago. A lot of models, as I've said, if we really did this properly, planned it properly, I think it could be done in five years. We'd certainly get to a pretty healthy pilot stage within three years, having a state index. And then we'd be able to concentrate in years three to four on the entrenchment. Now, that's going to be the tough bit because as governments gradually see this develop, I suppose quite a few people, their minds will be ticking over and they'll be saying, hang on, what's happening here? Uh, we're developing these new targets and we're having measures that are going to be used to say you're not doing so well. Well, that's part of democracy, but it's not something that politicians necessarily love. But countries other than ours are gritting their teeth and they're doing it because they're saying, yes, it's better to be transparent, 
to set clear goals, to have what, what I would call a shared vision. This is what we want Western Australia to be. This is what it looks like. These are the, the outcomes that need to be achieved and these are the measurements. So that is a different form of democracy and I think politicians will eventually see that. The benefits. Stronger democracy and increased citizen engagement. Improved well-being. If we know these things, then we're able to improve well-being. Better government, undeniably, in the departments of planning and reporting and evaluation and accountability. If we do this right, then we must be building something lasting by way of better government. And fourthly, this is hard to define, but if this succeeds, what it represents is a more or less concrete shared vision that people can refer to and say, this is what we want Western Australia to be like. If you ask that question now, what sort of answers would you get? And nationally, can we think collectively about this? Not everyone will agree, but can we basically identify the kind of society we want and the kind of things we have to do to get there? And then can we measure them? That's the easy bit, really, in some ways. Point number five is that Western Australia could be a national leader in this. And the last one is the most difficult thing to understand, but, and I think this morning's session, people shied away from that a bit because people were going back to their own measures and statistics. Did you know we've already got this measure? What we're talking about is a change in the model of government, not a new change, if you like, it's an old model, but putting fair and sustainable wellbeing at the heart of government, not just rhetorically, but in practice. And that's the goal. Thank you. That was Mike Salvaris, global leader in the development of measures beyond GDP and the driving force behind the Australian National Development Index, giving his ministerial and cross-departmental address in Perth last December. If you've come to this special extra first, head over to the main episode 55 to hear Mike's inspiring overview of the global movement beyond GDP and the Australian National Development Index. As always, you'll find the links in our program details. The Regeneration is an independent production made ad-free and freely available for listening and re-syndication thanks to our generous supporters and partners. And if you too value what you hear, please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, regeneration.com. And as ever, you can also help by sharing, rating and reviewing the show. My name's Anthony James. Thanks again for listening.